miles of land with no clouds in the sky. A little scorpion digs itself underground to escape the heat. No trees or bushes as far as the eye can see. A desert wasn't always like this. Most of them used to be covered with lush green and thick vegetation. Each desert is unique in its own way. It's defined as an area that receives less than 10 inches of rainfall per year. So, with barely any water to support life, the atmosphere is prone to extreme shifts of temperature. That's why a desert can be scorching hot during the day, but the temperatures drop significantly at night. As soon as the sun sets, all the heat disappears, since there's no atmospheric moisture to trap it inside. Jungles and rainforests stay warm at night, since the humidity acts as a net trapping the heat. These drylands are a result of rain shadow. It's part of the weather cycle that creates precipitation. Damp, warm wind blowing from a certain direction hits a mountain and slowly rises up to form clouds. But as it goes higher, it begins to cool, which makes it release moisture. It's technically fog. So, as a result, the other side of the mountain can't retain any humidity. That's how it turns dry and barren. If we look at this on a regional scale, then you'd notice that deserts aren't even located near the mountains. A high-pressure system is when a flow of dry air remains near the surface. They can be found in subtropical or desert places. If the high-pressure system is consistent, then it's not easy for the opposite effect to take place, which causes typical weather patterns. Many deserts aren't even covered in sand. When walking through a desert, you're stepping on millions of years of nature doing its job. When the days are boiling hot and the nights teeth-chattering cold, the rocks tend to break down easily. The dryness and winds cause erosion and contribute to breaking down these rocks, exposing the bedrock underneath. And as time goes on, the rocks get smaller and smaller until the sand is produced. The larger chunks of sand sink to the bottom, while the smaller grain-like pieces remain on top. The wind transfers the sand in multiple directions and on other larger rocks. Over time, the sand constantly rubbing against the rocks will help it erode it until one day that rock will turn into sand. Dunes are the ocean waves of the desert. Sand dunes are unique in that they don't have a consistent shape. One day, you may see a dune sea in front of you, and the next day, it can be gone. Sand almost behaves like water. Try taking some dry sand with one hand and hold a fist. You'll notice the sand leaking out of your control as it spills. Sand is an accumulation of ground-up rocks shaped by the environment, wind, and gravity. Sand dunes can be found wherever there is a large plain of land and wind. So, beaches, deserts, and even abandoned farmlands have them. You can point out certain dunes depending on the vegetation. So, the ones on the beach have different composition and are smaller. But the ones that cover more ground have a flat or rippled surface. In such places, you can find sand sheets that stretch for miles ahead. Sandstorms form closer to the edges of the desert rather than in the middle. With no vegetation to shield and limit the storms, they can get pretty big. The wind starts off slow and then picks up pace, carrying many particles and exposing the ground below. The rest of the particles lying on the ground begin to vibrate. The stronger the wind, the more sand will be in your face. So the particles all bump into each other and carry the rest of them in the air. The sandstorm can be so huge that it blocks out the sun. In 2001, a sandstorm in China moved an estimated 6.5 million tons, covering an area of around 52 million square miles. About 80% of deserts aren't covered with sand, but rather with barren earth. 
With no plants and rainfall, the sun just bakes the ground as it is and holds everything in place. You can find hills and rock formations in deserts, many of them shaped by erosion. Some deserts have small mountains, too, and depending on the geologic elements, the color and hardness of the rock vary. But not any sandy patch of land is a real desert. The common ones are composed mainly of sand. There are some that are classified as pebble deserts, rock deserts, and even snow and ice ones. Cold deserts are found all over the world. The Gobi Desert, the coastal desert of Peru and northern Chile have those. There is no humidity around these places, so moisture can't be contained to make clouds. The biggest desert in the world is the whole continent of Antarctica. This giant icy wasteland has no rainfall but dry winds similar to those in hot deserts. Ice and snow cover almost every square inch of the place that's only habitable by scientists and researchers, and a bunch of penguins. In the Sahara Desert, nomadic tribes wander around from place to place. They've been there for thousands of years and only know the desert life. It's estimated that there are only 2.5 million people living there, excluding the Nile Valley. That's one person per square mile. In the past, the Sahara had a lot more people. Evidence of stone artifacts and even art designed on rocks were found in various places. But those places are dried-up, uninhabitable areas. Fossils show that the Sahara was once a large network of rivers and lakes occupied by ancient extinct marine animals. That was millions of years ago. But just around 7,000 years ago, the Sahara was more vibrant with buffaloes, giraffes, elephants, and other animals that are currently found elsewhere in Africa. The people back then used to live near large Saharan lakes and relied on fishing for food. They created settlements around them while defending themselves from animal threats. A lot of those rivers dried up, but many remain as oases. An oasis is an area that has a fresh water source and fertile soil surrounded by dryness. People of the Sahara grew crops and planted trees for dates around the perimeter to prevent sand from contaminating the water and destroying the crops. Some of the water was brought in through irrigation of larger rivers or natural springs. There were also underground sources of water. The oasis could be as little as only a few date palms around the body of water to an entire city. They were perfect trading routes for merchants and nomads, often dealing dates, olives, figs, and other commodities. The settlers maintained the oasis for generations until now. Despite the oasis, there were still some nomads wandering around. But both settlers and nomads had domesticated livestock. Saharan people are still specialists when it comes to moving around. Many of them are trained blacksmiths or agriculturalists that follow to where they can thrive and prosper. Even though the desert climate and conditions are hostile for living beings, there are plenty of plants and animals that specialize in such conditions. The Attix antelope is a unique creature that's currently endangered. Its coat is unmistakable, and its horns are beautifully designed. Cool desert snakes that slither sideways disguise themselves in the same color as the sand. If the desert was the ocean, then camels would be the boats. Their humps store fat to cool themselves off when it gets too hot. The two-humped camel isn't native to the Middle East or Africa, but Mongolia and northern China. They have two rows of eyelashes for protection and can close and open their nostrils at will. No desert is complete without scorpions. They're extremely common in the Sahara and can grow to the size of your palm. Let's not forget the animals of the frozen deserts. Penguins are common in the Antarctic. 
as well as the arctic fox and polar bears. Deserts don't technically grow in size just because sand spreads further. It works when the ecosystem takes over another land by decreasing vegetation and removing the fertile soil. And then you have more desert.